0: welcome to ice town clowns a podcast reviewing every episode of nbc's parks and recreation i'm katie i'm jacob
1: and i forgot to think of anything sarcastic to say tonight
0: damn it kirk (laughs) it's the beginning of season three
1: i know i know look i should do an completely uncalled for recap of the first two seasons shouldn't i
2: Wait a minute. It's that weird was weird. That kept, it's weird that they kept that on Netflix.
1: Yeah. Well, you don't want to change the show when you put it up on the streaming services. Like, you, you want it to be the true piece of art as it was produced in the
0: time. Sure. That's true. It would have been such a travesty if the- we hadn't had to watch that random four, minute four. and a half cold open recapping everything that had happened hey, so hey, far. Hey, hey, hey,
1: think about Think about shows, Katie. Is the... Fifth season finale of Buffy the Vampire Slayer really is good of a finale if it doesn't have the previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
2: Okay. Which actually shows a
1: clip from every single episode prior to that show.
2: Okay, A, but counterpoint, what if we changed the piece of art by just adding a bunch of CGI creatures to the background of every scene? I
1: would probably buy that on DVD and then on Blu-ray.
0: Because, anyway... Season three, episode one: Go Big or Go Home. This now with Job of the Hut. <laughs> originally aired January twentieth, twenty eleven, because they filmed this around Amy Poehler's pregnancy. But then, by the time they'd filmed the first half of the season, NBC had decided they wanted to fill the slot with their show Outsourced. Did you ever watch that show? Yes, it was terrible.
1: It kind of got better as it went on, though. Like, it was, the premise was so fundamentally kind of offensive that it couldn't really get past that. But the actor was kind of cute.
0: I mean, he was, but it was no season three Parks and Rec. Okay.
1: No, but at the time, there was no season three Parks and Rec. So we didn't know that. There was no show before me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, it was directed by Dean Holland and written by Alan Yang.
1: What's he the dean of?
0: I don't know.
2: Air conditioning repair.
1: Ah, there nice. you go.
0: Good call. Uh, so summary, Leslie encourages Anne to go on a date with Chris so that she can ask for money for Leslie's department while Ron, Andy, and Tom put together a two-team youth basketball league, which is Pretty good summary of this episode.
1: That they leave the most important character in the story out of the summary. Ben. Ben! <laughs> ben shows be up. Thus he is the most important character in the episode. Oh god.
0: I mean, a very big we learn a very big thing about Ben in this episode. Not to jump yeah, we do. ahead, but
2: Settle down!
0: I know. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet.
2: I was going on Kirk's joke.
0: <laughs> Alright, so we already talked about this whole meet the cast thing. is weird and I didn't like it. And <laughs> it was a kind of disappointing cold open. To Were start. they hoping
1: that if they did this, it would lure in the dozens of viewers from Outsourced that had tuned into that time slot to watch their favorite show about I Americans guess. grappling with Indian stereotypes? And like, what's this show?
0: I mean, Parks and Rec did have sort of notoriously low viewership for how critically acclaimed it was. So I can see the network decision of let's try and rope in more people who just accidentally clicked on NBC on this time slot. I I see how that decision gets made. And even the West Wing does it, right? Every once in a while, their cold open would just be like, I'm CJ Craig, I'm the press secretary, or, you know, some clip that demonstrates that. So. And they
1: did that, like, very basic, sort of, previously on, only once. Um, and that was the second or first episode of the second season.
0: Yeah, were- I feel like they did it a few more times, but maybe you're right. I, I will be honest. I, I-, I, I to remember, remember Rishi time.
1: talking about it multiple times. But this is a, this is a really badly written Summary of the previous seasons of Parks and Rec 2 This is Leslie Nope. She is a human female living on the planet Earth It's like
0: I think they like tried to mock it But Failed Like they weren't mocking it They were just doing it badly
2: It was attempted to be satire But satire has to stray from the truth I don't know it didn't work
1: So y'all probably never watched the Clerks animated series The 10 episode cartoon based on the 1995 Kevin Smith movie. But they actually had the best previously on joke ever, which is the first episode of the show started with previously on clerks and just showed static.
0: (laughs) I love me some Kevin Smith, but I did not watch the animated show. The
1: second episode of that show was a clip show.
0: (laughs) Really? That's pretty good.
1: Yep. By the end of it, it was just clips from earlier in the second episode. (laughs) The show Uh, was brilliant. Everybody go watch the Clerks animated series. It's not available anywhere, so good luck. (laughs) All right.
2: All
0: right, then. So we get to the real part of the episode, which is Leslie and Ron... Rounding the gang up, just like in the beginning of D2, The Mighty Ducks 2, where Gordon Bombay and Charlie go drive (laughs) around Minneapolis and pick up all the ducks and round them up to join the Junior Olympics team. Hands down, one of my top five favorite seasons of any movie ever. And I like to think that that's where they based this off of.
2: Wow. that. I was not expecting it, but I really should have been. The Mighty
1: Ducks is the one with the dog that plays hockey, right?
0: <laughs> the Star Wars, the one with the little wizard boy.
1: <laughs> yes, it actually is, eventually.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, no, Mighty Ducks 2. Very special place in nine-year-old Katie's heart, and... Oh
1: my god, you're so young.
0: Pacey! I don't actually know how old I was. I'm guessing about nine. But, uh, yeah, no. I love... It. it comes from that movie, but I love anything that's like, we're getting the gang back together. Whatever, any movie like, that does that, I am Like the start of
1: in. The Muppets? That was good.
0: Yes. Sure. If they get the gang back together, I am oh, there for it.
1: You haven't seen the Jason Siegel's Muppets movie? It's really good.
0: You know, I have but one time, so I don't remember that part of it.
1: Life's a happy song.
2: (laughs) Tom isn't allowed to call shotgun.
1: Well, he can call it all he wants. He doesn't actually ever get it. Right. Yeah. But he always finds the glass slipper for his Cinderella.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Tom. I, I could see Tom as a shoe salesman. Like, he's that right level of, like, creepy but maybe occasionally charming he, like a compliment his way into a sale kind of thing
1: yeah he has that scent of desperation that right. you want from a good shoe salesman yeah but they with a really short temper what do you say?
2: they work on commission?
1: sure why not
0: <laughs> I don't know actually yes I do know my friend worked in a shoe store and she worked on commission. So, yes.
1: That's unbelievable.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, America.
1: No wonder they're so happy when I ask if there's something cheaper when I'm buying shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Tom is not as good at his new job, though, as Donna obviously is at hers.
1: Yeah, a phone saleswoman. She, she's perfect at it.
2: Yeah. I want Donna as my finance director.
0: I'm kind of impressed that Donna went back to work at her government job. Like, I think Donna might have just wanted to stay where she was.
1: I don't think Donna was making much money as a telemarketer. I think that the benefits and pay at the Parks Department are probably significantly better.
0: That's probably true.
2: She probably also had to go back to get her back pay.
1: Yep. Yeah, we didn't get you know, any information on that. Did this furlough result in back pay? Because in the federal government level, we always end up paying people for the time that we furloughed them because Congress couldn't get a budget passed as a way of saying sorry.
0: I feel like from the way that Ben Wyatt talks about the Pawnee budget, there isn't any money to give people back pay
1: yet. Well, but Pawnee just has zero dollars. The federal government has like negative fourteen trillion dollars. Uh, so
0: oh, that's not how oh, that, that works.
2: Tea <laughs> Party whack job.
1: I almost hit myself for even making that joke. So
2: um, Thanks so, Baba.
1: We need a debt. We need a federal debt. The whole world economy depends on the United States having debt. Alright guys, we're going quick, quick great. FYI. We're ten minutes in and like a minute into
0: the episode.
1: So Jerry did a little drawing. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs>
0: I forgot about that part. I didn't even write it down.
1: That sure, it <laughs> upset you.
0: It did. <laughs> Why does, like it's so mean. He worked so hard on it.
1: You, you don't know that. Maybe he's really, really good, and that only took him like ten minutes.
0: I guess. Um, I <laughs> I enjoy Auntie calling April and saying this is the two hundredth message. So if you're trying to. Tell me something, I don't get what it is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because you won't call me back. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. They're on a Uh, shoestring budget, but somehow nobody has been fired. That's really impressive.
2: Yeah, we were going to have to fire
1: half the people, and yet... I want every worker in America... To have whatever union the Parks Department is a member of here that absolutely none of them got fired when the town is bankrupt.
0: Or the shoeshine guy who managed to keep his job.
1: He's a private contractor.
0: Oh, nice. That makes sense. He's one of those
1: important public-private partnerships that you read about.
0: (laughs) What are those, Kirk?
1: They're a really bad idea. (laughs) Particularly when involving prisons. Just FYI. Yes,
0: yes, not a oh, huge no, fan no of H- H- home. Context.
1: So, would the what the end of the for-profit prison industry cost Iowa a congressional seat, Jacob?
2: No, I meant for I just meant for you guys going down a rabbit hole.
1: <laughs> this oh, episode no. has been ninety-two percent rabbit hole so far. I feel like we're off to good form for the third yeah. season. All right, moving into the third minute of the episode.
0: <laughs> so we find out that yes, the Parks Department is back. But they can only do existing park maintenance. Womp womp.
1: So they're operating under a continuing resolution. Oh no!
0: <laughs> Who is? Haven't have so been doing that this for a isn't decade. Explained. How are these changes coming about? It appears that we have vested all governing authority into Rob Lowe.
1: Well, is he the city manager yet?
0: I don't. I think he is. That's
1: the thing. I think the city is technically in receivership and that the governor has appointed Rob Lowe and Ben to basically run the government. I mean, that's the impression I get.
0: Interesting.
2: Right. They were there from the governor who was going to slash their payroll. I I, I completely agree with Kirk's interpretation.
1: Yep. Which means they work for Mike Pence. FYI. (laughs)
0: In 2011? Yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: Wait! No. No, they don't, because Pins was elected in 2012.
0: They also have to run two youth basketball teams, because Indianans (laughs) like their basketball, apparently.
1: They'll develop a great rivalry. (laughs) Yes, Indianans
2: do like their basketball. Larry Bird is a national hero of Indiana.
0: A national hero in Indiana. I
2: stand by it.
1: Who's Larry Bird? Wait, no, no, I'm kidding. I've seen Sesame Street.
0: Nice. Um, Whoa, whoa, okay.
1: Mitch Daniels. They were working for Mitch Daniels.
0: Real-time fact-checking?
1: Yep. I like it. That's better. But once we get past this scene... Where they set up the basketball league, we finally get one of the great icons of parks and recreation, the Swanson Pyramid of greatness.
0: Yes, yes. which is crying a- acceptable at funerals and the Grand Canyon.
1: Skim milk is on it twice. <laughs> it's it's on the one, two, three, four, fifth row, and the seventh row.
0: So the thing is, my toddler had to drink whole milk for a year because that's what toddlers are supposed to drink. And then the previous APA guidelines said that at two, you should switch them over to skim milk. And so I tried to do that. And if you have been drinking whole milk for a year and then you're given skim milk, like, it's ridiculous. It actually deserves to be on this list. Like, it's not a thing. It's water. It's just white water.
1: No, I mean... I can't really go below, like, 1%. And I, I prefer 2%. I'm not going to drink whole milk, but skim milk isn't even an option. I mean, yeah, that's gross.
0: It's, it's not a real thing. Luckily, they changed the guidelines, and we can go back to whole milk, so everything is fine. But
2: So, so you all know the Swanson Pyramid of Greatness, obviously based on John Wooden's Pyramid of Success. The John Wooden, the coach of UCLA basketball in the 60s and 70s.
1: They had had basketball in the 1960s? That's so cool.
2: Yes, the coach of the legendary UCLA basketball team that won several national championships, went multiple years undefeated in a row with Luol Sender, later Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Bill Walton, uh, and was the most successful collegiate basketball program prior to the UConn women deciding they never wanted to lose again.
1: How many touchdowns did they score?
2: I'm here for the sports ball.
0: Fish is essentially a vegetable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I watched this last night after cooking myself a delicious tuna steak, and I took offense to, you know, Mr. Swanson's statement about my dinner.
2: Facial hair. If you, can't, if you have to sculpt it, you can't
0: grow it. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after the Swanson... Pyramid of greatness, um, which we should definitely post somewhere. Um, R-
1: roughly one third of my notes for this episode were just writing down everything in the in the pyramid. <laughs> uh,
0: we have this great scene where Leslie and Anne talk about work. It passes the Bechdel test. Um, it does it? I th- don't they ha-
1: don't they get to Chris at some point?
0: They do, but I think there is still a definitive scene like from start to finish where they're talking about work I don't think they start talking about Chris until they run into Chris he asks Anne out and then Leslie and Anne talk about it so there's that whole hallway scene is just about work because it ends with Leslie saying she wants to get back to planting trees and cracking skulls
1: so I am under instructions in this scene to say that Jason really hates Chris Traeger and finds him annoying.
0: I don't think Jason is alone. I do agree that right here in the beginning of season three, he's really over the top. I think perhaps if this character stays on the show, he might get a little more muted and easier to handle. I love him, but I empathize with someone getting annoyed with him, with Chris Traeger as he's presented in this episode. Katie Beatty.
1: I Jacob we... Becklin.
0: I do that a lot. I like to say people's full names. <laughs> I thought we had a great time the night
2: you got drunk and kissed me. And <laughs> you did use your tongue.
1: Oh.
2: Like, he's just... his. Positivity and joy for life is infectious, and I say that as somebody who generally prefers April Ludgate.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. I actually really like Chris. I think he's a great character, and uh, mostly because he brings Ben with him to the show. Sure. But still.
0: He's also a nice balance. Like, other than Leslie, our characters on this show are pretty... Deeply cynical, negative people for the most part. Not all of them. Not Jerry. Not Jerry and not Andy, I guess, but still. There's a lot of darkness and cynicism in this show, and Chris brings some balance.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's set in Indiana. Right.
2: And also, it's Rob Lowe, who is one of the most charming men in the world.
1: So he says. (laughs) I believe him.
0: Uh, So Leslie comes up with this plan to get Anne to go out with Chris Solely for the purpose of asking Chris to give more money to the parks department Kind of like prostituting herself
1: Would you be cool doing the things a prostitute does minus the money?
0: I like how Anne just sort of humors Leslie (laughs) Like, oh, sure then
1: I also like Anne's comment about Chris. He's nothing if not persistent and hot.
0: <laughs> I know. It's, there's a lot of stuff that definitely, even as I'm watching it, I know I'm letting slide because it's Rob Lowe. Like, I have pointed out before that it's ridiculous when someone asks Anne out and she says no, that they demand further information about why, but I'm fine with it here.
1: <laughs> no! That's very bad. It doesn't matter who's doing it. If you... If, if someone wishes to not engage in a certain type of relationship or cut off communication or anything like that, you don't get to badger them about why.
0: I know. You're right. But I, I noted in my head that I wasn't writing it down with a, yeah. like, ugh, Chris, why are you doing this kind of thing? And it's because Rob Lowe is really hot, and society has conditioned me to be this way, and I can't help it.
1: Oh, so this is the, uh, the 30 Rock thing with Don Draper. Yes. Yeah.
2: Also, this wouldn't be the first time that, that Rob Lowe slept with a prostitute with no money being exchanged.
0: It's true. Um, so, back to our basketball game. Yes! We find out that Andy is the coach of the other team. They have different styles. Yeah, he's a little different than Ron. I want to be on the generally
1: refer to as a player's coach.
0: <laughs> he
1: disciplines that team like I discipline Punky.
2: <laughs> I don't know that they're perfect.
1: Well, she is perfect. That's true. Uh, but fortunately, they have a real strong hand. As the, uh, as the ref. Referee, umpire, whatever for the game.
2: <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Yeah. No. He's the, does, first, he does a, the,
1: the first base coach.
2: What? He does a great job, too. Uh, no one
1: can tell he's wearing women's sneakers.
2: Right. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. This reminds me of, of how much I miss and enjoyed coaching youth sports. It is a joy and a blast to have them refer to you as coach. Because you signed
0: up to coach, someone let you coach youth sports multiple times. Hmm. hmm. Well, was, then, were these team sports? Yep. Did Did you have to t- give them motivational speeches? And if so, did you just
1: show them YouTube videos of other people giving them motivational speeches?
0: <laughs> one, of, one of
2: one of my favorite moments. I was a baseball coach and. uh I had a right fielder who didn't understand that he uh, uh, could throw the ball back to the second baseman faster than he could run it back to him. So I made him attempt to race a baseball that I threw. Uh, Jacob. And- <laughs> Jacob.
0: <laughs>
2: I it, was a lesson, it was a lesson no one ever forgot. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't win again.
1: I didn't throw it at him (laughs) Yeah did he run into the path of it No Okay you're ruining the story now
0: Uh, So Leslie um, Helps Anne get ready for her date And is disappointed that Anne has not dressed Sexier
1: (laughs) Are there shirts that look wet all the time I, I don't know Like, at least she didn't tell Anne to make her face better.
0: I mean, really, she just winds up suggesting that Anne eat the sexiest food she can think of. Turkey chili. I had turkey
1: chili today. Turkey chili is delicious.
0: It is. The Panera turkey chili is great. That's the one.
1: Or, to our friends who live in St. Louis, the St. Louis Bread Company turkey chili. Really? Yeah, they call it yeah. St. Louis Bread Company in St. Louis. But they did some market testing and found that nobody wanted to eat in a restaurant called St. Louis outside of St. Louis.
0: Hmm. Yep. I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. Well, anyway, turkey chili, delicious, but not sexy.
2: And, and then does a Chris impression, which is
0: yes. phenomenal. Yeah. So good.
1: Leslie's Ann impersonation is pretty good, too. You know, take that take that budget money and pour it into my parks department. <laughs> right. Surprised they were allowed to put that on TV.
0: Um, okay. Here's my next note. So on this date, Rob Lowe slash Chris Traeger, sorry. Sorry. It's it's Rob for Lowe. Me to... It's
1: Rob Lowe. It's I Rob mean... Lowe. Um,
0: he Anne asks him why he's so positive all the time. And he tells this touching story about having a blood disorder and he was only supposed to live for a few days and yet here he is, you know, still living life. And this storyline doesn't make any sense for things that eventually happen later. Yep. So I guess that's all I can say about it right now, but I would just like to put a pin in it. Season 3, episode 1. I have some things to talk about later on
1: some hard hard retcon some blood disorders just go away of their own accord right
0: Uh, uh (laughs) uh-huh i guess yeah
1: this is yeah well, you know this is the whatever (laughs) well
0: we'll talk about it when we get there i just needed to make a note
1: all right noted
0: um
1: uh, and then leslie shows up
0: right and ben
1: Yay!
2: Yeah, so Anne calls Leslie in the middle of a first date. She needs to be further out of eyeshot of Chris if she's going to do that.
1: Uh she's really bad at this spying thing.
0: Also, I feel like Chris appears to be the kind of person who wouldn't mind. If she was just like, I'm calling Leslie, he would be like, oh, great. Let's I'm glad that you're such a close friend. Them.
1: Yes.
2: Right, this whole two- date plus two other people thing.
0: Yes.
1: It's almost a double date. Except that two of them hate each other. Yeah. Well, one don't. of them hates one of them.
0: Right. <laughs> that could um, never turn into anything. Nope. And then they decide to <laughs> go dancing at the Bulge. Can you not? Yeah. You can dance in straight clubs at, in Pawnee. Like You can dance at the Snake Hole Lounge.
1: Yeah, are you going to take a fun date to the Snake Hole Lounge, though?
0: No, you're right.
1: Yeah. I mean, neither Leslie nor Anne are dressed anywhere near like they should be dressed to go to the Snake Hole Lounge, which is a compliment.
0: True. I just, if I were on a date with Rob Lowe, I would not be like, you know where I should take him? A gay bar.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think that she's pretty confident that while he might get hit on, he's not going to be receptive to it? Like isn't it pretty pretty safe to take a straight guy to a gay bar? It
0: it is. It's just that uh, he would be hit on so much that it might detract from them being able to excuse me. Talk
1: Are you are, are you making some inference about my community?
0: N- no. I'm saying I've been to gay bars with really attractive men and then the assumption would be that he was there and he was gay and so men would come up and talk to him whereas if they go to a straight quote unquote straight bar then women are going to say oh he's on a date with this other woman and they're not going to approach him as much counterpoint counterpoint
2: he's going to hit on get hit on by men at a gay bar who he's going to be very warm towards and, 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 you know, welcoming and thank them for welcoming him into, into the, the bar for the evening. But uh, he's not going to go home with one of them. A straight bar, that's just got competition for you.
1: Exactly. That's kind of what I was getting at.
0: I, I hear what you're saying.
1: But you take I, the hot guy to the straight to the gay bar, and you get the affirmation that he's hot without the risk that anything comes from it.
0: Yeah, it like a smart, that- strategic move. If you're there, there's going to be the assumption that the guy is gay and therefore it's going to be like various conversations, just like the one they have. Oh, can I buy you a drink? Oh, no, thanks. I'm on this date. And then that keeps happening over and over at a non-gay bar. You're not going to have women coming up and interrupting two people on a date. Does that make sense? So so gay people don't care?
1: Gay people don't care about a couple being there? No, they
0: wouldn't assume.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's so baitable. That's what I'm saying. So
0: (laughs) baitable. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (sighs) Can we talk about how much chemistry Adam Scott and Amy Poehler have?
1: I've noticed it.
0: They seem to have
1: some. I have the same
2: exact dance moves as Ben. (laughs)
1: <laughs> ben is completely me from my cotillion classes when I was a young man. Like standing in the corner, trying not to be noticed, swaying so that if you kind of scan the crowd, it looks like you're dancing with somebody, but really not. Okay, I definitely didn't have
2: cotillion classes. That's just how I dance now.
1: Ah, uh, oh well, no, 2 years of cotillion. Yes. Very, very important.
0: I'm I'm not I'm not Adam Scott in this scene. No. <laughs> no, no. You
1: are, no. You're drunk Leslie yep. in the gay bar at this scene.
0: Yep. <laughs> I'm a hero. In this scene.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and she gets drunk easily at the gay bar since she doesn't have to pay for her drinks.
0: It's true. Um, yep. Then we have a very important scene for the three of us.
2: Look, when I was 18 and I became mayor of my hometown... I used every last dollar we had to open a giant winter sports complex called it Ice Town. And it
0: turned out great and everyone loved it.
2: Uh, Yeah, kind of. It was never completed and I got impeached. The newspaper headline was Ice Town Costs Ice Clown His Town
0: Crown. Oh. Okay. And we're big into rhymes. So my favorite part of this that I didn't, I didn't really put all this together until I was watching it, but I love that at the end of Ben sort of telling Leslie about this, she says, meh, at least you tried something. Yep. And, I, think, I think
1: Ice Town sounds great, and at least you tried something.
0: Right. And I feel like that is a wonderful little metaphor for this podcast. And so... I'm so happy that we chose this name and now everyone will get it including the people that are watching episode to episode along with us of which yes. I'm sure there are tons
2: Wait, so does that mean if I screw up I'm gonna get grounded? If this podcast doesn't work out because it's a metaphor for the Ice Town Clowns? No? Okay
1: Yeah I mean, hey, Katie, hey, Katie is not work. Katie is not going to ground you Jacob because then you'll just be hanging out in her basement more <laughs>
0: Lose, lose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So I liked it. I love this scene, obviously, because I love the name and I love of, of Ice Town. I love the rhymey headline. Um, but he starts it by explaining to her that he was elected mayor as a teenager and then ran the town into insolvency. Like he's told her all that. Before. Right. But three months ago. Oh, come on. Who doesn't remember the exact contents of a conversation from just three months ago? That's so easy. It's,
2: it, it is almost like they were doing this episode specifically for people who maybe hadn't watched the first two seasons.
1: But they didn't bother to throw that into the recap, which they painfully made us sit through at the beginning of the episode, so I'm like, why? Or,
0: yeah, it's a little yeah, redundant.
1: It was. Yep. But that's okay.
0: Um, so, back to our basketball game quickly. It's going goes, so well. Right. Goes a little downhill. Wendy shows up to cheer on Ron, um, which makes Tom very angry, even though he's dating Lucy, and Lucy is also there at the basketball game.
1: And legitimately awesome. Right. And into Tom. Right. And, yeah, and she, she's great.
0: She is. She's beautiful. She's awesome. She's into Tom. Like, she's, she's better for Tom than Wendy, by a long shot.
2: Yeah, but... She's not Canadian.
1: But Tom is an impartial referee. So when he sees a team committing a technical difficulty, you have to let the other team throw the ball from the stripey thing. Like, That's just what you have to do.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, true. I mean, there's
2: no arguing with it. Yeah, the first couple times I saw this, like, I, I get the joke. It's just, it, it was so wrong that, like... I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't even with how, how much he butchers the basketball. I get that that is the joke, but it was too much for me, and it hurt. It, it hurt. seemed
1: completely real to me.
0: It wasn't until Stripey thing that I realized it was a joke, and not just... That's a
1: foul for touching the basketball. <laughs> yeah, double double dribble. Uh, yeah, no. Then he starts cheering on Ron, uh, Andy's team explicitly while refereeing, which is like watching an election on Fox News.
0: Right. So, and then ejects Ron from the game, which causes yes. Ron to throw a chair. These... These, like, 15 children are going to be so scarred from All sports. Right.
2: So I need, I need to let everybody know. So obviously, Ronnie's dressed like Bobby Knight in this scene and emulates a, fav- a famous moment from Bobby Knight's coaching career, the famous Indiana basketball coach, who once, after being uh, assessed a technical foul, threw a chair across the arena during a game. It, granted, it wasn't a lawn chair like this, but... Um, Yes, this is a lot of uh, Bobby Knight references all packed into one for Ron. Both the dressing and the action. And the discipline of the team, a thing Bobby Knight was famous for. so Basketball illusions. Explained by me. Very good. All right. Great. Thanks. I didn't get any of
0: that.
1: <laughs> so I Throw learned. the ball
2: from the stripy thing.
1: And then and Andy's team wins, and he dedicates the win to April Ludgate. Right. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Uh, Have you ever had a Gatorade bath?
1: No. Wow.
0: It sounds ugh. I hate being sticky. Ugh. It's just, it was like hard to watch. I just.
1: Yeah. Sounds really gross. Yeah. It's fun. Also, I like red Gatorade, not green.
2: Yeah. Everybody likes red
0: Gatorade. Oh, I don't like red Gatorade. What? You're I wrong. I only like yellow Gatorade. We're going
1: to do another no.
2: Twitter poll. Yeah, this exactly. one I'm going to win. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know about that, but Katie is definitely wrong.
0: All right, that's fine. But I'm not changing my opinion.
2: That's fine, I'm not changing. All right, moving
1: on. <laughs> no, this, is the, this is the trenchant social commentary that people tune into this show for.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I will say... Like, we should have revisited Lucy's reaction to Tom's actions here. I mean, maybe she has no idea what's going on. I feel like Lucy probably should have been pretty upset at Tom's actions and pretty clear,
1: you know. uh, Maybe she doesn't know how basketball works and she thinks this is normal.
0: that, That doesn't sound right. He's pretty
1: authoritative in how he
0: handles himself. The uh, stripey thing. I think he gave it away even to Katie. When when Ron rips his shirt off, I think is not a great moment. Uh, so Andy does finally find April. Um, turns out she's been in Venezuela
1: across the pond.
0: Across the pond with Eduardo.
1: I don't like that guy. Is this the same guy from? last season?
0: No, but I can't... T- Is it the guy from last be- season was
1: better looking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, who else would she know in Venezuela? Because she said her mom's Puerto Rican. Like, she doesn't... Clearly, she went to Venezuela because of the people that came to Pawnee and she met them.
1: Right. I don't know. Seems strange. but
0: Yeah. Um... So Leslie gives Andy some do. advice to go big or go home, which is where we get our Yes title. Um and then she says to Andy, I don't think that you're the kind of person who goes home. He goes, I don't even have a home. Which <laughs> was great. And reminded me of my favorite line of Frozen, where Never mind, I can't tell the story because I forgot the parts that come before it. But anyway, Olaf says, I don't have a skull. And it like, <laughs> cracks me up every time. That was a terrible story.
2: <laughs> Candy pulled a Jacob.
0: That was, that was such a Jacob. <laughs> uh, oh, so we did miss
1: a part in the, in the episode. Okay. Which is when Leslie is just so not cool. Oh, yeah. And spills the beans about... Uh, the plot against Chris here after he agrees to take another look at the budget, thus proving Ben correct in his suspicions, which is just come on, Leslie. Yeah, like, it's like she was so like, first of all, how did she think that wasn't going to blow up the whole thing she was trying to do? And was she completely oblivious to the fact that it was clearly going well with Anne and Chris? Like, come on.
0: Yes, I think, I mean, this is a Leslie Nope character flaw that has been around from the beginning, but I really think follows Leslie forever, which is that she becomes so single-minded focus on her goal that all compassion for other humans, all reason, all anything just goes out the window, and this is yet another example of a time that happens to her where she's just literally not thinking about anything except her objective
2: it is her strength and weakness all rolled into one right it's part of why she's able to accomplish many of the great things she does but you know uh has downsides
0: but she does redeem herself with the idea for the harvest festival to bring back Pawnee's traditional harvest festival that has been cut previously due to budget cuts and sell tickets and make money and bring joy to the people of Pawnee.
1: So the festival was canceled a few years earlier because of budget cuts, but now Leslie is asserting that it will pay for itself. So why wasn't that argument made a few years ago? Great point. Yeah, also, uh, the real point of this episode was just to guide the viewers to the point where she takes us to the poster instructing us to check our testicles for lumps because testicular cancer is a very dangerous thing so
0: <laughs> that's the whole point of the episode this PSA the people whole, do the that whole show just built around that yep. and now we have a PSA here so just reminding more and more people
2: it's working a better way to never mind
1: To not die of cancer.
0: (laughs) Um, Also, (laughs) not to make the next however many seasons of this just about Ben and Leslie, but when Rob gives his, you know, approval and then Ben just kind of looks at Leslie and is like, yeah, all right. (sighs) I die.
1: He's he's cracking a little bit, that tough shell. I know. It's great. That ice clown has a heart after all. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Leslie does take an unnecessary crack at video games though
1: yeah, but it you know once again we've been let 's just count the places we've been to uh this episode, so we went and saw the telemarketing firm, we saw the foot locker, we saw obviously the parks department, we saw the lake, we saw the bulge, we saw the restaurant where they're having the
0: date oh man uh, right. we saw
1: the basketball game. Did this look like a town that is historically known for its widespread obesity in any of these scenes?
0: No, no, we did not see a single obese person. (laughs)
1: Like, are all the super obese people in Pawnee homebound, and that's why we (laughs) never see them on television? Or, because this is television, are these people supposed to be obese, and this is just what obesity looks like (laughs) on network television in the late 20-aughts?
0: Either of those are equally possible.
1: Okay, I just wanted to be clear. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, and then Andy sends April all the flowers as a big romantic gesture, but it doesn't work. She doesn't care.
1: This joke didn't age well.
0: No. No, it didn't.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. A- April in Spanish tells Eduardo that what Andy's saying is he wants to become a woman, which, like, in fairness, Eduardo handles very well. Right, but- no, it's... <laughs>
1: It's making the joke about it. And also the, right. the, the, language choice of become a woman. Yes. Is yeah. Not accurate. Yeah. But I it mean, was
0: 2011, it, you know, it
1: is, it is. Yeah. It, it, and it's not like, I don't think it's offensive. A trans person might, I don't know. I certainly listened to them on that, but it's, I don't think it's a joke you would swing for today.
0: Yeah. No, no they wouldn't, they wouldn't put it in today. No, I agree.
2: We, we've, We've all learned to use a slightly more sophisticated language and make less transphobic jokes, I think.
1: Yeah, the ideal number being none would be good. Yes.
2: Yes. I didn't say fewer, I said less. There's a little slight Right, difference. you were actually
1: grammatically incorrect in using less, but I didn't correct that. It should have no, been fewer.
2: I meant less, not fewer. We can, we can keep having this grammar argument.
1: I, I know it's what people tune in for. No, but less does not fit in any context here. Because you're talking about a, n- a number of things. And... I'm not talking
2: about a number. I'm talking about a, a quality thereof. A meaning we don't make transphobic jokes. The, the the degree to which the joke is transphobic is lesser.
1: Okay. Not the number. But regardless, it should all be zero. So <laughs> Let's cut this out.
0: <laughs> so for the three people that have stayed listening through... This grammar debate hit the end of our 45-minute podcast episode. Katie,
1: Katie, the three people whom are still listening. (laughs) Just kidding. That was an incorrect use of whom.
0: I I wasn't going to point it out. (laughs) Whom is is never correct. Yes, it
1: is. Yes, it is. Whom is the object of the (laughs) verb. It is correct. (laughs)
0: You can write to us and tell us (laughs) who's correct about grammar. Is red Gatorade better than yellow Gatorade? Or whatever. At IcetownClowns at gmail.com. You can go on over to Facebook and like our page. Leave us a review. Leave us a comment at Facebook.com slash IcetownClowns. Um, you can go to our website, if that's how you choose to get these episodes, at www.icetownclowns.com. Or you can tweet at us, participate in our Twitter polls, um, all sorts of things, at pod.
1: So next week, we're going to be reviewing the episode Flu Season, the second episode of the third season. So please check that out before coming back here. Also, would like to thank everyone who has liked us or given us a review on the iTunes store recently. We've seen another sort of sprinkling of those, and those have been a big help. Also, would like to thank everybody who voted in our Twitter poll from last week. (laughs) You're monsters! I'd like to congratulate Katie Beatty, 68% of voters, saying that Ron Weasley is normal, flawed, and lovable. To only 32% saying that he is the worst. 0% of voting taking the middle position.
2: Oh, okay,
1: okay, okay. You people are why Trump won. (laughs) No, So he is the worst. And it's not at all lovable. So please go and like our Facebook page. Go and uh, give us a rating on the iTunes store and we will see you next week.
2: You've been listening to Ice Town Clowns, a podcast about parks and recreation this week that we are at the end of. And that end is now. You people are monsters.
1: Ron is kind of cool. Yes. Oh, yes.